Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. to the 377th episode of the Stone Cold Silver Podcast. I want to give a quick shout out. I want to give a quick shout out. What do you got? Who do you, who do you got? I'll give a shout out to Jenny. It's her birthday. Oh, yeah. Oh, happy birthday, Jenny. There it is. It, it, there, are, there are a lot of birthdays in this time. So There are, it, a, lot of, there are a lot of birthdays. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to, to Yaron because his birthday was yesterday. 23rd. Gordon's birthday is on Thursday this week. Okay. My niece's birthday was on Friday. So, we, we should do more so of these birthdays. uh birthday call-outs. Birthday shout-outs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. It's a it's a it's a busy birthday like like two like birthday month, I guess. Yeah. Your birthday, uh my buddy Will's birthday was uh, was was it also Friday? Gosh, I can't. I'm I'm, I'm losing track of the days now. Um but yeah. Anywho, yeah, happy birthday all around. But especially to Jenny, considering her birthday is actually today. Yeah. So she gets uh, she gets top billing. She's, yeah, she's P one. Yeah. Absolutely. Of, uh, birthday positioning. She sure is. Yeah. Anyways, I want to hear more about all of the housework that you've been doing. Yeah, I'm gonna try my best to trudge through this. I I, I don't know if you can tell, but based on my voice, uh, I've caught a little bit of a cold. So. Um, Last week, I know I mentioned last week that Gordon had caught a cold, and um, it turned out to be, or I think I mentioned it at least, uh, I, th- I think I mentioned it, I know f- Sunday was like the first, one of the first days he was exhibiting, sim- he was showing symptoms, and Monday we actually had to keep him home from school, and then Tuesday, uh, we also kept him home from school, like Monday was kind of like his normal sickness thing, but the reason we kept him home is because he ate, and um, as he's eating, um, he like he at some point he just like has a coughing fit and then all of a sudden he throws up and I'm like oh oh no so um, I take him to the bathroom he throws up some more oh, and no. uh, and then he goes his tummy hurts I'm like oh no buddy your tummy hurts he goes yeah and uh, so you know uh, I'm like okay well we got we got to keep you home from school so I stayed home that day um, Lane's mom you know so and Lane, like we we just took turns juggling him that day so um. He was just his normal happy self when he's sick. He had a he had a little bit of a cough, had a runny nose. I did read that like kids they don't really have much of a of a gag reflex, so it's difficult for them. Or sorry, was it, sorry. Re, let me restate that. Uh, kids only have a gag reflex, and so they don't have the ability to like cough up phlegm or uh, oh, really? bl- or even like blow their nose. It's difficult for them to do it. Like if I if I put a tissue on Gordon's nose and I say blow, he blows from his mouth. <laughs> he doesn't know how to like exert enough force to like blow his nose and uh simultaneously when he coughs he doesn't really get like a good cough to get the mucus up and he certainly can't like spit it out so i read that um at times when kids get a lot of mucus buildup they have like a a coughing spasm which triggers a gag reflex which then triggers a a vomit so that they can actually expel that excess mucus yikes so anyway that may have very well been what was going on with him it's not the first time he's done it before um and in in my experience gordon hasn't really been like sick enough 
to be anything more than like just kind of lethargic on a single day or two. Um, he's generally his normal self. He doesn't like ever really run a fever or anything like that. We've been lucky in that manner. But so the next day, he was in fact lethargic. He was like, you know, he just didn't want to do anything. He was just moping around. And so we kept him home on Tuesday as well, although I, I went to the office. Um, but then he got better, so we sent him back to school. Um, apparently several of his other classmates were out last week, um, probably with the same thing. So, um, But it seems like now I, I started showing symptoms like two days ago, running nose, cough. Wasn't sure if it was allergies or what, but um, at, at, as a transition to the, uh, the story I'll tell about the, uh, the fence that I've been doing, I, I, you know, I've been spending a lot of time outside this week, so I wasn't sure if that was it, you know. Um, Lena, for instance, she's been uh, feeling kind of uh, similar, like cough or runny nose. But when she's taking her allergy medicine, it just kind of all goes away, and she feels fine. But today, especially this uh, evening, I started getting a bit of a headache. So I think it's actually, um, you know, whatever Gordon had. But anyway, to transition to to the work that I was doing outside, as you alluded to, we are. Uh, I, I know I've mentioned it before, but we're building a fence, right? So this was a project that wasn't going to be, but it turned out to actually be. I know I've mentioned it before. And uh, over the last few weeks, I finished the uh, the demo of the old fence. And so the old fence had a lot of chicken wire on it, pretty much extending the entire the entirety of the fence. And I was really apprehensive about just kind of like, they're, they're, so the, the, uh, the chicken wire is like secured with staples on the fence. But I was apprehensive to just kind of pop them off. I didn't want a whole bunch of staples just littered across the grass and whatnot. So I basically was just going through super methodically and pulling off this uh, these staples. And the, uh, the fence that we have is about 250 linear feet. And uh, there are like two staples every couple of feet. So there are, there are, there are a decent amount of staples that I got to pull out. And some of them are in there pretty hard. So um, it was just a, a tedious work of running through with like needle nose pliers as well as just regular pliers to try to, to, uh, to, to pull those guys off. And to be honest, it took like two full days, you know, like two full eight-hour shifts basically on, on like a Saturday and Sunday to, um, to remove all the chicken wire. And then after that, I think I talked about the, um, the process of removing the fence posts themselves with the, the high lift or farm jack that I had gotten. And that worked for the most part for like 90% of the, f the fence posts, but there were a few fence posts that were in either concrete or just in super deep in the ground and had been there for like 20 some years or 30 years almost now that it was very, very difficult to pull them out. In fact, I wasn't able to pull out two of them. Um, they're still there. <laughs> um, but anyway, what I decided to do, what we've decided to do is basically build a fence um, just slightly on the interior section of that of that part, portion of the fence where I wasn't able to remove. So the one nice thing is that those fence posts are, um, I, I, I know I talked about it before, but basically there are like five houses on, a, on my side of the street that have the same type of fence on them. It's um, again like that, the, um, the the two bits of log basically that go across the two fence posts. I can't remember what they're called, I keep forgetting. But super simple fence, they're really just kind of like mark property line, not really to keep anybody out or keep prying eyes away from your, from your yard. Um, so that fence runs the entirety, like it runs the stretch of those five homes. And so the fence, that so there's not a single fence post that lies in between my property and my neighbor's property so there's actually just like we share basically one long um separator between fence posts so my plan was to remove the fence posts the two the, the two remaining fence posts from my side of the property and then place theirs um place 
place a, a fence post directly on the property line and then add the connection properly for them. That way they had a proper fence. But because I wasn't able to get that out, I decided to just put the fence, the, the new fence, just slightly on the interior. So the uh, the oh, fence okay. post will run slightly longer. And I'm not sure if I'll try to remove them at some point in the future and, and continue with that plan, but it's not really necessary either. Um, anyway, so at this point, we've now hit the part where we can actually start the build process, which is oh. honestly made me a bit anxious because the build process involves a few things. I'll kind of list them out here. So you have to um, drill holes into your ground. You have to dig into the ground to place the fence posts, right? Now the fence posts are, um, we, we bought these four by fours that are 10 feet long. So the fence posts, they're supposed to go below the frost line in our area. That's like 36 to 40 inches down the ground. So you're talking like three to three and a half feet. But you're also supposed to put a layer of roughly three to six inches of like gravel at the bottom of the fence post. So you really have to go down like 42-ish or so inches into the ground to lay the gravel to then put the fence post directly on top and then fill that area with concrete and then fill the remainder of that hole with soil. Um, digging three feet down to the ground, really digging three and a half feet down to the ground is exhausting work if you were to try to do it by hand. Uh, which I have done, <laughs> which I have done. Now, there are 36 fence posts that we have to put in. Jesus. So the plan was um, on, shoot, what day was it? A Thursday, Lena and I were going to try to measure out the property to identify all the spots where the holes have to go. Now, to do this, since we're just doing like wood, it's basically like an assembled fence. You you literally use a few pieces of 4 by 4s for, uh, for the fence posts. You then use two by fours to, uh, they're eight foot long two by fours to go between the fence posts to connect the fence posts together. And then you use these um, these little pickets to us uh, to nail them directly to the uh, two by fours to create that privacy fence, right? Yep. And so um, it's, it's fairly simple in theory, but what you have to do then, since, since you know, you're literally using like pieces of four by fours and whatnot, um, everything needs to be uh, quote unquote square. So your fence post on the corner, that has to be a 90 degree angle for your two by fours to connect to the other four by fours to then get to your wall, to then turn that 90 degree angle turn to run down the stretch of your yard, to then make another 90 degree turn to go down the next stretch of the yard and so on and so forth to get back around to your house. And if you mess that up, then your fence posts won't, you know, they're, they're basically not going to align properly. So the two by fours that are going to connect your, your posts won't align. And it kind of throws the whole thing off. So the way you do this is basically you, um, you basically just use string. You tie some string to some uh, little stakes. You put those into the ground. You run it down the, uh, the, the uh, you run it literally around your entire property line where you plan to put the fence. And then you use uh, simple geometry to determine if your angle is 90 degrees 90 degrees so they say use a uh, three four five so you basically you you, you measure the uh in the x direction uh three feet and then the y direction you measure four feet and then you 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 stretch uh, your tape measure across uh the diagonal to see if it's five feet connecting those two those two points so those three the on the extra the x direction three foot mark and then four foot mark on the y direction to see if it's five feet and that will determine if you have a a right angle or a 90 degree triangle and so um 
turns out that was a little bit difficult for one of our sections of uh for one of for one of like i guess the um the side of the house closest to the uh i don't know it's closest to the street right so turns out the or it doesn't really turn out we know this but um the like our property isn't perfectly square and so on that section of the house our property it's kind of like a trapezoid it it extends out on an angle and so to try to connect the fence to that other side of the house you would basically cut across a decent amount of our property uh and, and through a lot of like landscaping a lot of like plants and stuff that were there and so we were really apprehensive to do that but we didn't know how like every video that we had seen describing this like i i, I assure you i've read like I don't know, dozens of forum posts I've watched, I don't know, probably like over 100, 100 fence building videos at this point over the last month or so. And I hadn't ever really seen anybody talk about this. Um, like, how do you how do you put together a fence that right. isn't perfectly square? And so Lane and I are like baffled. We're like trying to figure out how do we extend at what, and we're also just like exhausted we've been outside all day things are taking longer than they're supposed to we're a little bit frustrated and just tired in general and so we're sitting there trying to figure this out like what should we do do we cut across the yard like when i say we're going to be cutting out like cutting out like i don't know a solid 10 to 15 feet of of um the yard at that corner where these where the uh where we're supposed to make that right angle like that it's it's a decent amount and it would look a little bit awkward like a lot of people walk on the sidewalk and it would look it would look a little strange because basically at the uh the back corner of the fence or the lot the fence would be like right along the sidewalk now the sidewalk curves and it goes up to the side of the house and then the fence there would be like a legitimately like 10 to 15 feet away from the sidewalk there and again like i mentioned it's not a perfect square you know or a rectangle whatever you want to call it yeah it really it's not a rectangle it's more of a trapezoid and so mm -hmm. i'm sitting there like okay what, what are we going to do it would look weird we also don't want to like cut out all these plants it would be too much work um, sure so basically i looked it up and and found that it's overall not super difficult basically what you do is you can Basically, what we would do is we would take the like the, the fence at this point is not going to be quote unquote square. So what we'll do is take our the the fence line. Um, it, the, you know we have two lines. Well, we have um, trying to think of the best way to describe this, but basically we have three edges of our rectangle worked out, and now we want to connect that last edge. We want to connect the rectangle together, but like I mentioned, it's a bit of a trapezoid, so it's angled. There's no right angle that's going to connect unless we cut out a decent amount of our property. So what you can actually do is you can make kind of a pentagon. So you can actually take the the fence line closest to the house and extend it on a uh, on its own right angle towards the sidewalk. And as soon as we get really close to the sidewalk, we're going to put a post there. And then we're going to take from the other, from the back portion of the uh, of the lot, we're going to take it off of the right angle. And we're actually going to stretch it slightly outside to try to meet that fence post that's closest to the sidewalk at its own right angle. Uh, it's a little bit difficult to describe, I think, but the idea is instead of connecting the rail to the exterior of the 4x4s, you're actually going to connect the rail to the interior of the four by four, which means you actually have to use a, they call it a miter saw, although we don't have one of those and I'm not can sure if you I want rent to that? for one. You can, but they rent for like, we saw it at Home Depot, like 60 or like 50 or $60 for like four hours. It's probably gonna take longer than that, to be honest, to like do those measurements because there are probably gonna be other locations where we might have to do a slight angle too if things aren't completely perfect. And so 
like you can get a cheap miter saw for like a hundred bucks and given that i'm not like doing woodworking or anything like that that might be the option that i try to that i take if i have to get something like this but i'm honestly planning on using just um a circular saw that i bought the other day to do that now there's no like that that doesn't <laughs> a circular saw isn't necessarily the best tool for this it doesn't like uh you know it's not measuring angles or anything like that for you you're not going to get the perfect angle but if we're able to do the measurements properly we have a good chance i think of, of nailing that cut but if not okay. if it ends up being difficult i'm just going to say forget it um get right. that uh get that miter saw and um and do the cuts from there but we're not even at that stage yet so um yeah so th so that was the plan right so the next day which is friday we go out, we do all of our measurements, we get everything down. Took a little bit longer than we wanted still, but uh, overall we were able to get it and felt pretty good about the uh, about the fence. We uh, then used spray paint to mark out all the holes where we had to put everything, and there were gonna be 36 holes. And then instead of digging everything by hand, we went to go get an auger from Home Depot. Now, they have a few different types of augers, right? They got a one-man auger, they have a two-man auger, and then they have a, um, actually, I thought our Home Depot, they don't have this, but it's called a, a hydraulic towable auger. And basically, you <laughs> attach, <laughs> yeah, there's also uh, augers that you attach to uh, like a skid steer or, uh, uh, you know, these heavy construction equipment that also make light work of these holes. But anyway, the plan was to get the two-man auger. We go to Home Depot, guy's there, and um, he, he's, you know, he, he, we tell him what the job is kind of briefly i told him that you know we needed to drill a bunch of holes uh he goes oh you know he's kind of short with this to be honest he goes uh like you know what are you drilling or, or like you know how what, what did he say he uh i think he said like how big are the posts and i go oh they're four by fours he goes okay you need this size auger which honestly conflicted with what i was thinking that we needed i was like well we need like a foot right because they say that the fence post that you're drilling should be three times the diameter of your or the, the holes that you're digging should be three times the diameter of the fence post. And given that we have four by fours, that, mean, that means we need 12 inch holes or one foot holes. And so, um, but he's like, Sounds you know, right. pretty, pretty math adamant. checks out. Yeah, math checks out. But he's pretty adamant about us needing eight, an eight inch auger. Um, and then we're like, okay, well, um, you know, that aside, what, um, you know, should we get a one man? Should we get a two man? And he goes, oh, well, you know, he's kind of looking at me and Lane. He goes, well, there's, you know, if you use a two man auger, the two people have to be kind of similar in, in strength and height. He goes, it's very difficult work. It's very, very intensive work. Like, it's, not, go, it's not she easy. does CrossFit? No. <laughs> but, but um, you know, we pick it up and we're holding it. And he goes, you know, the one man auger should be fine or whatever. And, um, you know, you could trade off and other things. And so we're kind of like, okay, well, let's, let's take the one man auger. So, Take the one man auger, go home, bust it out. I, I'm reading all the instructions on it because it's it's you know it can be dangerous work. He tells us like you know basically if the auger hits something like a rock or a root, pretty much anything that's going to stop the drill from spinning, the motor is going to continue spinning, which means the motor, which is where you know attached to what you're holding, this handle is going to spin, which means it's going to spin your arms. So it can be dangerous work because if you're not stable. It will yank your arms and twist them. Like you can oh break God. a wrist. You can, yeah. It's it's tough work, and so we, um, you know. So I take this thing out. I bust it out, and I, I start drilling. And sure enough, like I hit something, and it starts yanking me. Like whoa, you know, like catches you off guard. You're like mindful yeah. of it, but even so, it still catches you off guard. So, um, the issue is as I start drilling. I only get like six inches six inches into the ground before the, I'm like the thing isn't just it's just not going down it's no longer drilling 
and so I, you know, I turn it off, cut the engine, uh, and, and I, you know, I look, and it's basically hit this section of soil. We have a lot of clay under our earth in, in my area, and clay is pretty soft, and so it's difficult for augers to go to cut through that. And basically, when they hit something like that, they'll basically just spin, but not actually cut it up right. to bring it, you know, bring that soil up. So what you then have to do is bust out a, a digging rod or a shovel or whatever you have. Start. so many accessories dude right and i, I already have like i bought a digging rod uh, a few weeks ago in anticipation of this effort so um i actually had to use the digging rod a lot when i was removing fence posts and so uh you know bust out the digging rod break that break that up uh get i, I bought a little like uh, a manual fence post digger um you know like a simple gardening tool or whatever bust that out i'm able to remove that section of soil and take the auger back out and go down and make it like another six inches maybe you know three to six inches and basically continue this process it's extremely exhausting the the auger is no joke it's very heavy you're sitting there holding it like i mentioned every time it catches something it wants to spin on you so you're really like bracing yourself a lot there's this particular stance that you're supposed to hold when you're holding it to make sure that you don't hurt yourself it's just very exhausting like i i'm looking like shaquille o'neal in like you know in the playoffs like the amount of sweat that's just drenching oh, off my face like <laughs> i'm not playing when i say that i looked at myself or yeah i looked at myself in the mirror and i'm like yo i i legitimately look like like a basketball player who's you just, just compared yourself to one of the most do- i know yeah, the top the dominant most dominating big time. man yeah 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 i'm just saying my face you know you you see chat playing basketball with bald head you just see the sweat beads just dripping down his head you're like my guy the game just started it's been 30 seconds why are you sweating so hard like that's that's what i was looking like so um so anyway um yeah this is you know it's a work day it's friday so i wasn't able to make too much progress on this during the work day so in the evening lane and i we basically developed this little system where um pull out the auger go down as much as i can as soon as i hit something pull the auger out uh take the digging rod i start digging at the uh, i start breaking up the soil lana takes the manual post hole digger she scoops it up into a into the uh, wheelbarrow and we just continue that process and we were able to dig a couple of holes down to like 30 ish 30 to 6 maybe 30 to 36 inches um and it gets really tough at that last bit so we did it for like two holes but it was getting late so we gave it up and we we're like all right we'll come back to it on saturday go to bed that night wake up at like two in the morning lane is not in the room and it's pouring outside and i'm like oh no so lane is in gordon's room thunder will come up there was a lot of lightning thunder that night i i like go quickly check in and because um, I was like, where is she? You know, because I see the lights on downstairs. And I, 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 sh- I should have mentioned she was having trouble sleeping that night. So at one point I woke up in the middle of the night and I, and I see she's on her phone, which is very weird, like very strange. If there's one person in this couple who's going to be up late, it's going to be me. Oh, so oh, yeah. for, for me to be asleep, <laughs> for me to be asleep, like to fall asleep before Lena, let alone wake up in the middle of the night and find that she's still awake, find that she's still awake. It's probably because there's some type of like party or event happening the next day and she's like doing a last minute preparation for it. So this was very strange to see. Now, Gordon's birthday party is coming up, so there's plenty of stuff for her to be doing. But anyway, um, I'm like, is she like downstairs? Is she struggling to sleep? I see that there's some type of light on downstairs, but I, I creep towards Gordon's door and I see that she's in there and he's kind of scurrying about like, you know, in bed. So he's very much awake. So I'm like, all right, I got to get out of here. So take like five steps away from the door all of a sudden lightning cracks and then the power goes off fans to go you know fans go off in the house um 
So I'm like, God damn it! Now it's getting hot. The uh, right. the, the 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 battery backup system connected to my computer starts beeping. I'm like, Oh, I don't want to go downstairs. I'm trying. Like, I'm still half asleep, right? I go lay down in bed. I'm like, Hopefully, it just comes back, you know, in a couple of minutes. But the thing's still beeping downstairs. So I eventually come down the stairs, shut the thing off, go back upstairs. All of a sudden, it starts sleeting, dude. Like, oh my, what? <laughs> we just have ice just smacking against the wind. I'm like, What the hell is that? Wait, sound? is it sleeting or hailing? I think hail. Uh, you know what? I think it's hail. I think it's hail. You're right. Yeah. I think sleet is when it's when it's like winter time. I think hail right. is the summertime, right. right? Same same effect, but uh, yeah. So I think it's hail. You're right. So, um, so yeah, I'm like, what? You know, what is that? Like, is that, is that hail? So, um, sure enough, like I I, I go because it's it's really loud. And it's like clacking against the glass, and we have this big glass uh, in the in the foyer, which is you know fairly close to Gordon's room. Not to mention the fact that Gordon's got glass on his window right there, and so. Apparently, Gordon's really struggling to sleep. Lane is over there trying to calm him down, and it's not working. Uh, at this point, I'm, like, awake, so I'm just sitting there on my phone for a little bit. Uh, finally, I, everything settles down. Finally, fall back asleep. Power comes back. Wake up. Power's out again. <laughs> um, power eventually came back at some point in the morning. I don't know. It like, it, like, it went out at some point, came back, and then it went out again. Uh, I don't know. So, next day, I uh, go outside, which is yesterday. It's a Saturday. And... Um, most of those holes that Lane and I dealt, dug, full of water. Like, you know, I say like 30 inches down to the ground. It's full, it's like, I don't know, probably 10 to 20 inches of water inside those damn holes. Um, all the other holes, which I like started because I wanted to like mark out the spots where, where the holes were going to be. They're just like, they're, it's just mud, dude. The whole, the whole lawn is just mud. Um, auger apparently it shouldn't be using the mud i never even tried it but it, it, it wouldn't work like if I, I knew it wasn't working in clay there was no shot that it was going to work in mud and, and all i would really accomplish would be getting the damn thing just super dirty um, right. so i go out there with my digging rod and i just start digging out a hole and i'm able to make pretty decent progress on it i get it down to like the 40 inches that i wanted honestly i hit something that seemed like a tin like like metal honestly like you hit a lot of things like roots and rocks and other things so it's hard to say but to me it felt like metal um, but it, this was around noon, right? And I rented the thing out at twelve forty-five. It's a twenty-four hour rental. It's like a hundred bucks, whatever, for that for that twenty-four hours. You don't want to go over your time, so I go and I take the auger back. Obviously, I hadn't used the auger since the day before, so it was whatever. Now, when I go to drop it off, the guy who's there, which is the guy I've normally seen at the rental department, because I've rented a fair bit of like tools and trucks and whatever for Home yeah. Depot since we he bought goes, this house oh, a year you ago. Again. No, no, no. Like, so this is a different guy from the guy who I, who I, uh, who, who rented me the auger, and I was like, yeah, it didn't really work. And he's like, he goes, oh, what, do, what do you got? Like, what, do, you know, what is the project you're doing? Um, I'm like, oh, I'm putting a fence in. He goes, oh, how many holes? He, I'm like, about thirty six. He goes, who rented that out to you? And he, you know, he, so I'm like, oh, I don't remember his name. He asked, you know, what he looked like or something like that. But I was like, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, he goes, yeah, he shouldn't have given that to you. He should know better. He's like that. The one man auger, he's like, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't write that out to anybody. We have too much clay here. It's too, it's too uh, difficult. I was like, yeah, I'm sitting there like going at this thing, drills like six inches that I have to bust out the digging rod and then I go at it. And it's like a repetitive process. I only get like two inches at a time. He goes, yeah, that's how it is. He's like, you know, there's too much clay. One man auger. He's like, I would rent this out if you were like drilling a, uh, for like a mailbox, but like not for fence posts, not, not for this type of project. He goes, you need, you really need like a two man auger for back? it. No, he didn't even offer. <laughs> I should have asked like, for my uh, money. Like I'm a. Yeah, I would ask for my so, money back. Shit. 
should have got something um he goes yeah no it's he's like he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have rented that one to you um it's just, it's just not gonna be able to cut it for that job now like at this point because there's so much rain it's so wet i can't even rent anything i can't try the two-man auger because the two-man auger is not going to work so i go back home um and i'm like all right well i gotta start start making more work on this so i go back to the hole that i told you that there was like a piece of metal or whatever it was in the bottom of it and there's the the uh because there's so much moisture in the water it had actually seeped out of the soil around the perimeter of that hole and it actually went into my my new hole and so there was a, a small layer of water in there so i was never actually able to get back to that hole to see like what the hell that box was or, or whatever you know box say box whatever the item was at the bottom of that hole uh, i wasn't able to get back to it Honestly, it's gonna be a pain in the ass to get it out anyway, because it was it wasn't like centered in my hole. It was kind of like skewed off to the side. So I'm not really sure how I'm gonna go about getting at it. And I was sitting there thinking, like, is like this is something that would end up on Reddit, you know, like this type of mystery. Um, you know, especially if it is like a box. Like, what is it? It's like a time capsule. That's pretty deep. Like, you don't really dig three right. three four feet down to the ground to put like a time capsule. This also made me realize, like, you know, digging six feet, like if you you have a body or something, like six feet, like, yeah, I'm out. I can't do that. It's too much. Um, anyway. So <laughs> so I I then start digging out a couple new holes because I asked Lane, like, what preference of the house, like what side of the house? Because Gordon's birthday party is coming up next weekend. The whole point of this fence was to have it up before Gordon's birthday party because she has a vision for the backyard. And I'm like, all right, well, if we can only have one section, like one side of the house fenced in, which side do you have a preference for? And she told me which side. So I go out there and I start digging. Um, you know, just by hand. And so, dude, this was some fucking hard work. I'm sitting there digging at this thing. Um, there's there's some trees in this area where I'm digging, so I'm running to roots. Um, there were fen there was a fence post in this specific spot that I was digging, and there was gravel at the bottom of it. There was a lot of rocks in it. Oh it was God. insanely difficult to get down to the 42, 40, 40 42 inches. Um, honestly, I might just be I might be selling myself a little bit short, or no, sorry, selling myself a little bit too high is that is that is that is that a proper phrase i may be giving myself a little bit too much credit saying i went down to 42 inches i was probably more like 39 um now the issue is i told you that this foot this uh hole is supposed to be about a foot wide it's probably like nine inches wide and uh anyway i didn't put the fence post in it or anything like that but i went and i dug another hole out that one i got a little bit better um got down to like the 40 42 inch mark um that one's closer to the foot in diameter which i felt better about but I didn't like I was honestly prepared to like put the concrete in and say, hey, I got two posts done at the very least. Right. And Lena's like, maybe you shouldn't rush it yet. Maybe you should really think about it. Like, is that where, you know, make sure, you know, you, you basically dot all your eyes, cross your T's, cross your T's, dot your eyes. Right. Um, and so she was right. Basically, if I want when I want to start putting the fence posts, it's better if I have all the holes dug. And what you want to do is lay your line back out and make sure you everything's nice and square. And you want to use that line to ensure that the face of the post is facing the exact same direction as every other post in your line. So that way you make sure, again, everything's nice and square so that when you put your 2x4s up, they actually connect and your 2x4s are nice and flush with your 4x4s. I'm sure there's room for some leeway, but nevertheless, you don't really want to like go in there. It's better lined up that way. Exactly. So it's better to have your holes dug before you start doing all that and have your holes dug and have your have your uh your your line strung back out so um we did know that it was supposed to rain again last night so i put um like i basically just flipped the wheelbarrow over upside down over the uh the hole that i dug and put like a bag of the gravel that i purchased over sure. the other hole and just uh called it a night 
And uh, the plan was then today to see if if it was dry enough to see if I could get not that two-man auger, but actually that hydraulic tobal auger because that was supposed to be like the most powerful, I guess, more like consumer piece of equipment that you can get. Again, you could get a like a skid steer with an auger attachment, but I'm just like, yo, I'm, I don't think I'm ready to have a you know construction equipment in my backyard. Like me supposed to be driving this thing around. So um, I called Home Depot today and the guy's like, I'm glad you called because some someone brought it back and it was busted. And so oh, God. technically it's in stock, but we can't rent it out. And I'm like, okay, well just out of curiosity, you know, if I were to go find another Home Depot with it in stock, do you think it'd be worth my time? Or, or you know, given the conditions of the soil today, he goes, it would just be too much of a mess. It's like not worth it right now. You got to wait, you know, better to wait like a couple of days for, for the, uh, for the ground to dry out. So that's kind of where I am right now. That Gordon's birthday party is quickly coming up. It's coming up on Saturday. So my timeline is falling apart. Like it was falling apart on Thursday when we didn't have all the holes marked out. Um, but man, like this drilling into the ground process is tough. So yeah, at this point, my plan because we're not supposed to get rain for another for another few days at this point. Um, if we're lucky, we'll no rain for the rest of the week. My my plan is, as long as we don't get any rain through Tuesday, then on Tuesday, um, basically like take the day, um, rent that towable auger and bring it over, and just dil drill these thirty six holes that I got. Like I guess remaining like thirty two more holes to drill now, and hopefully it goes better than that one man auger. It's probably not going to be eat, like you know it's it should be much 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 easier than that one man auger but it's probably not going to be like a magical tool even just you know despite that so hopefully i can get all 36 done that single day and then wednesday um start to start to you know place the posts and put the concrete into the posts to secure them um thursday um start to recruit the help of some of Elena's family who's coming into town for Gordon's birthday to actually connect the pickets or sorry, connect the, uh, the rails to the, uh, to the fence posts and then put up pickets. Now I don't, I'm, I don't have any vision. I don't think it's possible to finish the entirety of the fence in this period of time before the birthday party. But my hope is to be able to at least have all the posts placed and concreted, have a lot of the rails up and specifically have this one section of fence that Lena wants to have done before the birthday party sure. so that's kind of uh that's what I'm, that's where i'm at that's what i'm hoping to be able to get done but man let me tell you like this is it's been a hell of a project it's oh, I it's bet. it's very you know it's it's just like any <laughs> it's almost like working on a project for work right like you go in there like all right what what's your timeline right like here what is your optimal timeline and then what's your realistic timeline because your realistic timeline and your optimal timelines are going to be drastically different you think everything's you hope everything's going to go well but when you have enough experience you know that's never going to be the case and so if someone were to ask hey how long is it going to take you to do this project you're always going to overestimate it because you know things never go perfectly well and worst case scenario if everything goes well then they can get the project delivered early right so given the lack of experience that i have on this like while i had hoped for for uh, things to go well and to like meet some type of timeline i try to allow myself some leeway some flexibility on things it's still coming up short uh which is a little bit disappointing but like i mentioned before at the very least i'm getting a lot of experience and hopefully gives me a little bit more um courage or bravery when it comes to doing 
um, larger projects like this in the future. You know, again, assuming that things go well um, from here on out with at least like not, not even I don't even want to say like things go according to plan or according to a timeline, but like that things get assembled well and that the finished product looks professional, you know, uh, oh, like yeah. that's that's one of the bigger things that I've been seeing, like the amount of <laughs> the amount of Reddit posts, the amount of like random forms that are not Reddit stack overflow, like all these different things um, that all these like different forms where people talk about, you know, like contractors and stuff, talk about work that's been done uh, or work that they have done or that they've seen. Um, one of the biggest things that you could do wrong is just dr not drill deep enough. The general idea is that with a fence, you have to drill below the frost line in your area, which again, I think I mentioned was like 36 to 40 inches in my area. And if you don't drill below that, over time, that frost, like the water is going to freeze in the ground, which apparently like pushes up the fence post, which will loosen it up over time. And say like 10 years down the line, your fence post can either rot or just really fall out and fall over and i'll see that from time to time like even on the way to work there's a uh, there's a long stretch of fence behind some homes um on, on the road that gordon and i go down when i go to, when i take him to daycare and head to work and at some point like there were like two panels of that fence that had fallen over and a fence doesn't really carry too much load like it just kind of holds the fence but it doesn't do anything you don't like hang anything from it you're not walking over like a deck or anything like that so it's not it's, it doesn't have to be super robust beyond anything uh, beyond anything other than like lateral wind forces that are going to press against it and then just the occasional uh, frost like freezing and and uh, thawing of the ice beneath the ground and so um, you know concrete and the gravel which I mentioned but I didn't explain the gravel is important to have below the fence post because it's just a uh, because it's apparently when it, like when it rains for instance and uh, moisture gets into the wood of the fence post it's good to have rocks at the bottom because it allows the water that's in the fence post to drain out so that it doesn't rot uh, apparently it's, it's I guess this is a thing that people have learned over years and years of fencing but yeah, so just like trying to take all the lessons that I've learned, learn from all the mistakes that other people have made and just be very careful about it. I'm hoping that it comes out well. But I feel like the easiest thing to screw up is the angles and making sure everything's oh, nice yeah. and straight. You know, like what happens if you're not on a, you know, if if your fence line is not 180 degrees, like what if it's 177 degrees? What oh, is that going to do? This is advanced math, dude. Like, no I know, kidding, I know, I know. <laughs> so like, what's good? Like, I'm sitting there thinking, like, what's gonna happen to the two by fours? Geometry right? has to, yeah, apparently, like, yeah. <laughs> if you want to be a fencer, apparently, geometry is very important. So, yeah, and like when Lane and I were really frustrated on that Thursday, and we're just like trying to like think this thing out, and we're trying to work out like what do we need to do? How do we make this connect? Uh, like, we were just. We we're just racking up like we were throwing our heads against the walls basically because we were so frustrated trying to figure out like why is this not connecting before we finally looked at the land survey and we're like oh this is obvious dude like this is mm -hmm. this was never going to work yes so i'm glad that you're learning a lot um i guess would you have traded no i don't know what the budget was for this and I, I think you might have told me yeah but I think if I you did. were to ask somebody to do this for you Mm -hmm. would you have like looking back would you have gone that route or would or is doing it yourself and going through all of this and learning all of this so that if you ever needed to do this next time for some other place right right or even to repair this you now have the know-how uh how do you feel about that yeah so 
I would do it again. I think I told you before, like I was, I very much did not want to do this project. Like it was, it was heavily like Lena's desire and influence that we're doing this to begin with. Otherwise I'd be like, yo, we're going to do no fence right now. Let's save this for another year, right? Like you can't do every project in the house under, you know, in the same year. We've done a lot. Like as soon as we moved in, had, had the whole house repainted, uh, had all like the carpet torn out and replaced with uh, vinyl floor. Like we, we've done a lot in this house over the last year. Not that it wasn't our choice, but you know, the, with the the kitchen leak, basically remodeled the kitchen. Uh, that was mostly insurance money, but nevertheless, like you know, even so, it was still a huge thing. So, um, the fence, if we were to pay professionals to do it, was going to cost three to four times as much. I see. Yeah. So. We have looked into like professionals coming in with an auger on like a bulldozer or whatever to drill the holes for us. Some of them charge pretty outrageous prices. Like, I think the fence post drilling is one of the the most expensive parts of that job for a fence builder, because we were told like eighty dollars per hole, which I mentioned was thirty. We had thirty six holes, mm-hmm. so you're talking over two thousand dollars for them to just come over with a with their uh not not just right i know it's a big job you know they got it they got to get a truck they got to get their thing all the way out here so it's not necessarily an easy job for them either but even so it's like well you know if we were able to do this job by hand or with an auger you know had it worked with that one that one man auger for instance that would have been a massive saving of twenty five hundred dollars now that auger was a uh yes that auger you know failed and <laughs> so now i gotta go get that towable one which is honestly about the same price so now i gotta go get it and but i still have to do that and so i feel like that hundred dollars was you know, pretty much thrown down the drain now i still get a lot of experience so i don't necessarily feel like it was thrown out you know like right. i burnt it or anything like that it doesn't feel it doesn't feel that bad to me really but um yeah no like i feel like i'm definitely getting a lot from it like we had to we did have to get a lot of tools that i didn't have so like Mm -hmm. the circular saw got a reciprocating saw as well as a nail gun look at you got all those things from from uh from menards the other day gas powered uh, or electric it's electric the uh the the nail gun yeah yeah electric we did look into like the pneumatic ones but Mm -hmm they're cheaper but then it requires like an air compressor and right, we don't right. have that and so when you factor in that cost they kind of come out somewhat comparable but i did find one that came you know pretty highly regarded um after a lot of research like the amount of let me tell you the amount the amount of forms and stuff that i've been reading is, is ridiculous um uh, and the the other thing is like the amount of uh like wishy-washy we don't want to really tell you the answer like hey compare a to b yeah we can see the benefit for both a and b so really whatever you really want to get is kind of up to you like why did i just sit through a 10 minute video for me to for you to tell me yeah we don't really feel one particular way about either one right right? can't stand that but uh anyway um yeah no like it's 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 great we're getting getting a lot a lot a lot of experience like i said like it gives me a lot more confidence because this is not a small job um, we do want to put up a sunshade, which I think I mentioned as well. So when we do get the auger, I'll probably try to drill those holes as well. And so given that the, said so the, the, my, my understanding apparently is that the sunshade is actually going to be under a lot more stress than the fence. So the sunshade needs to be super well secured. Um, and then I was reading about like building decks and decks also have all sorts of crazy regulations that are a lot more complex than, than the fence because the fence, uh, the, the deck goes under heavy load too, right? If you have like 15 people on your deck all at once, it needs to be able to support all those people. Um, so like, yeah, all these like random readings and things that I'm learning 
not even saying some of these projects are things that I necessarily want to take on, but at the very least, if it's, an, you know, say 10 years down the line, right? If I ever need to do something like this, I can at least think about it, right? I can at least consider yep. like, is, is DIY an option? It's not even necessarily about like saving the money. Like in this case, it's certainly, it's a massive factor for me at least, but it could just be something that's fun to do. Like it, it really, it is a bit exciting to have like, you know, for the weekend to come like, okay, what part of this project am I tackling today? I will tell you this much though. Like I, I do, I do look forward to when it's all done because I miss, <laughs> I miss having energy to like game for instance, at the end of the day. Um, the other thing about that, like digging rod is that like yesterday I was at it for like, I don't know how many, like five, six, seven hours yesterday. And when you're holding that digging rod and just doing that repetitive motion of smacking it into the ground to try to dig this hole, this four foot hole, which is super deep. Like if you consider how deep or how tall four feet is when you look into a hole, like a one foot in diameter hole that's four feet down the ground or three, three and a half feet down the ground. It's really deep, man. It's like, wow, oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's much further than you think. And as you're sitting there d d digging and you're really exhausted and you're wiping the sweat away from your Shaquille O'Neal looking head. You're like, I'm only 24 inches down. Oh my God. Um, right. Anyway, my uh, when I woke up this morning, this happened a couple of weeks ago when I was doing the demo part of the job with the with the digging rod. My hand is just like, it's it's super like tense. I couldn't like make a fist this morning. It still hurts right now as I flex my hand. Like your oh, forearms nice. hurt. I don't really know what it is, but like my fingers hurt. I don't think it's like nerve damage or anything, but it's hard to describe, but it's just painful. It hurts in my palms. It hurts my fingertips as I've like, you know, over the course of the day, my hands have certainly loosened up a bit. But um, I will say that while I'm annoyed that I wasn't able to make any type of progress whatsoever today, um, it is a little bit nice that I didn't have to even try to do anything. I was able to rest. So, yeah. Yeah, man. All of this is uh, you're you're building up the calluses as a as a homeowner. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm proud of you. I can't wait for it to uh, can't wait for it to be done. Yeah, me neither. I, I, I really can, yeah. I really hope I really hope it looks good, man. That's my uh, you know by doing those like that tr that Pentagon style thing that I told you like that that factor alone like anything that deviates slightly from what is normal makes yeah, me nervous super Honestly, even just, job. yeah and even doing like the, you know making sure everything is nice and square I mean, that is there's a lot of pressure because if things aren't nice and square what do you do <laughs> so yeah. um oh and the, like making sure the concrete is nice and stable i hate this too there's something called um there's a technique of of uh of putting the concrete into the uh into the ground called dry set but they also there's also wet set and what you might think and what you might think and what most people would probably think of when it comes to like putting in concrete is is the, the style of wet set so you basically put, dump a bag of concrete into a wheelbarrow you add water you mix it all up you make it sure it's nice and wet and then you dump the concrete down the hole that's wet set they also have a style where you can do what's called dry set where you basically take that bag of concrete and you just dump it straight into the hole and then you add water and that's it you don't even have to like mix it up, I guess. And uh, apparently this can work. And our plan was to dry set based off of what we'd seen. But then I had seen that it might not work as well as you might hope or might want, which means the concrete might not be super strong, which means your fence post isn't going to be very strong, which means your fence post could very well fall down in a couple of years. So um, 
yeah, like there's just so much, so many like things to consider and think about. And when you're not a professional, you're like, wait, what should I do? Tell me the best answer, please. Tell me the, right. tell me the best answer because you guys have years of experience. I don't. I'm doing this for the first time. A mistake that I make, like I don't even know how to begin to think about how to repair it, how to repair this mistake. That's not necessarily true. I, I, I could. You know, obviously going through the process forwards, I would be able to be able to backtrack and and repair. But that's certainly the last thing I want to do. I don't want to have to pull fence posts out again. I don't want to have to try to dig broken concrete out of the ground again just so I can place a new hole and do it all over again. Especially if I do it all one way and it turns out crummy, like that would be the worst feeling ever. So, yeah, <laughs> it's just too much to think about. Absolutely, man. I'm I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Okay. This is real life stuff, and it's, it's it's so cool that you're building out your, uh, your what's it called, your tool set in a really uh, yeah, tangible yeah. and organic way. Yeah, well, I do hope that uh, you know in a week's in a week's time, I'll be able to share some type of picture with you know actual fence posts in with the frame up, and some pickets on there, and uh, you know if if I'm that far along in this process, then the rest of the the rest of the fence, you know, picketing the rest of it would be is fairly trivial. Just takes time to do, mm-hmm. but if I'm able to get to that point, man, I'll be I'll feel very accomplished. Oh, but, absolutely. Yeah, I understand we'll that. see. All right, we shall see. Let's. You got uh, any updates for us? I I I I've gone on for forty eight minutes about fences. What what do you got? <laughs> I got nothing. I got All nothing. Right. Quiet week. Quiet week. All Started right. to run again. So feeling good, even though I've been good. It's been like ninety five degrees out. Yeah, um, yeah, it has been a hot one, right? Yeah, but it's uh, all 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 quiet on my end this week. So I'm glad we got to hear uh, in depth about yours. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully next week I have a I have a good update for everyone too. Yeah, looking forward to it. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week. I'm going to go to the hospital.